back, everybody. We have a returning guest on this week's episode. The Afro lady herself, Lady Lock herself, T Pretty P herself from the Purple Vibe and the much more interesting Romantically Jinx. She's going to be joining me and talking about what this episode is about, which is Inception. So let's get to it. Hello. What up, girl? Nothing much. Mm-hmm. I'm in my purple room and shit. Mm, purple room. It is purple. Look, you don't know color, sir. I'm wearing purple. What you talking? First of all, this is called lavender. Lavender. You see? Lavender. Lavender. I'm sick of your shit already. already. I just got here. I just got here. Come on now. I'm already sick of it. Magnificent bastard. <laughs> ah, thank you. Thank you, Bullshit. T for the feel. Appreciate you. <laughs> what you sipping on? Oh, this is just V8. It's drinking V8 and I'm drinking some water. That's all. I hit that melon head cut out of V8. <laughs> Oh, did you finish watching? I literally just finished the movie. That figures. What the? Figures? Yeah, that figures. Why does that figure? Because, you know, people either wait until the last second, you know, or there's other people like myself who watch things way ahead of time. I wanted it to be right fresh in my mind when we started to talk about it. Well, I watched it this morning before I left for my uh, errands. I just watched that movie in like a whole different light. So what is, I guess I I saw something that you said that you were building a theory of some sort. None, none None of the movie happened. Like it happened, but none of it was in the real world. Like the whole movie was never in the real world. Yep. And like, I think it, the whole movie was just like, maybe some like sleep therapy for him to get over everything that happened. Pretty much. Because I had never noticed this, but in the beginning, when he's, when they're showing Ellen Page around and he's like, she and she's, and she's like changing his dream around and like the projections were getting all like aggro. And she was like, what are they doing? And he was like, Wake me up! He's like, they're noticing that you're changing my dream. And she said, so they're going to attack us? He said, no, they're going to attack you. You. Because <laughs> it's my dream. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning of the movie, when they're in the other guy's dream, Sato, I think his name was. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, this is my carpet, but it's not the way it's supposed to be. So that means I'm in my dream. And then the first architect, the the younger guy who they like basically fire because he wasn't that good. He's like, no, we're not in your dream. We're in mine. If he was in his own dream, those projections wouldn't have attacked him. Right. It gives the movie away at the beginning of the movie. And I never even noticed it until today. Well, also it's a for, uh, foreshadowing because then you see at the very beginning, the camera trick where... He's looking at Soto, and Soto was an old man, but then he switched the camera 
and then he's a young man. And then it comes all the way back to that same part where they're both talking and sitting at the... Yeah, nobody in the, nobody in the movie was real except for Leo DiCaprio, and all of this was just... It seemed like it was just all dream therapy for him to either get over what happened to his wife, or maybe nothing happened to his wife. Maybe they just got divorced, and he's like trying to get past that in his own head. I, I still believe that she killed herself. Because I, I don't just watch the movie. Like, when I get obsessed with the movie, I watch, like, movie reviews and all types of shit. And the whole Robin's Egg thing. Um, certain parts of the movie you'll see where he still has his wedding ring on. And then in other parts, it's, it's not there. So it's kind of like, you think that the totem is the actual, like, the spinning top. But it actually, I feel like it's the wedding ring. I don't think the totem is the wedding ring. I mean... It, I don't think the wedding ring is a totem either because I don't think we ever see him in actual reality. I mean, I'm saying every mm. single scene isn't in reality. It's all dreams. Well, then what level of dream are they in when they're actually setting up the, the shared dream? I just think that's his regular dream. I think that's just his regular dream. I think he's building a story about him going back to work, doing his job to distract from the therapeutic aspect of what he's doing. Because if he focuses on a therapeutic aspect, he won't actually get the closure or actually get the therapy. Because there are so many questions that characters ask him that like you would hear your therapist ask you in like a therapist session. Oh yeah, Ellen Page is like nothing but questions the whole damn time. And that's exactly where I'm going with this. So her name is Ariadne, right? Do you know the significance of her name? I mean, I learned it this afternoon when I watched the, the video. Greek myths. She helps Theseus get through the maze. Uh -huh. She's helping him get through the maze that is possibly depression. Yeah, I could see that. She's giving him the weapons to deal with whatever happened. <laughs> and then at one point she shot someone. <laughs> she said, what are you doing? I'm improvising. <laughs> And I think like that, because her name is so blatantly weird. Like, how many people name their kids that? <laughs> I mean, we could go into those theories, but, you know. But, yeah, but so that's why I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's what's happening here. Like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's not real. Tom Hardy, he's not real. These are just different tools she's helping him use to get through therapy like to deal with either a loss a loss of some sort i don't know if she's actually dead or if there was possibly like they just got divorced and he's like trying to deal with it in therapy because he's like will i ever see my kids again so then with that theory in mind then when he finally actually sees the kid's face is he in reality that's not i don't think like i said i don't think any of the movies reality i think that is acceptance of what happened. Like, that's him reaching a breakthrough in his therapy. So do you even think that part's real? Or no. all of this just dream? The whole movie is dream. The whole movie is dream because the whole movie is allegorically a representation for therapy. I could see that. Because I think Tom Hardy, it represents, like, the things that you do to yourself when you, like, lie to yourself. That's why he's the forger. Like... Sometimes you lie to yourself and sometimes you, you want to see reality a certain way. He represents that. But I think she needed to make him see it in like manifestations of beings 
so he can learn what he's doing to himself so he can get so he can actually have a breakthrough so then what is all the things behind the kicks are we just not going through the levels of dreams then or is it still are we still going through the levels of dreams with the kicks yes i think you're still going through levels of dreams but i think the top first level of the dream is the whole movie itself everything that we're you're that you're supposed to think is reality like them him meeting ellen page and starting that i think that is the base layer of the dream like that's top like that's final dream layer so when he goes through all the checkpoints after everything has happened he wakes up in the plane and then he starts going through the checks the guy i forget what his name is the guy that takes him from the airport to his house is supposed to be an uncle or something or uh, Michael Caine. Yes. Yeah, I think that's just back to that base layer of what we think is reality, but it's just so it got either. him. So basically, it's, we got him all the way back to the base of his dream. So then, what is the significance then of his talk with Soto? Because that's what started it before he woke up. Because Soto started to grab the uh, he started to grab the gun that was sitting beside him right I, I watch it just now and i still forget why why was he grabbing the gun there was something else that was sitting beside him i think the the total was sitting beside him and then the uh the gun and he started to reach for the gun and then leonardo's character wakes up i think that's again a representation of like that you could do and and why you choose not to do them because that goes back to um, that crack den for sleep. Like, I think that is a part of his subconscious that represents, like, this is what you could become if you stay in this, like, depression of whatever happened between you and your wife. This could be so you. Then, and so when that guy is guy, like... Yeah, I was about to say, why did the guy say they go, they come here to wake up? That's him talking to himself. He, he, he's like, they come here to wake up. But he's trying to tell, he's trying to tell himself, like, the most important thing is waking up. You keep coming here to go back to sleep. You keep coming to these things to try to deal with a problem, but you need to confront it. So you have to go deeper in your dreams to confront it so you can wake up finally. I still think there's some level of reality there, but I, I, I follow your theory. Like I said, it's still a messy theory. I, I, I probably have to watch it again. To, <laughs> To like smooth. That's why I out. love this fucking movie. You cannot. Movie. You oh. cannot just watch it once. You have to watch it several thousand times. Have you Have you been able to see Tenet? No, I haven't. Oh. I don't even know what the baseline it is about. Person, you don't even need to. You don't even need just to. Watch, you just kind of watch it. You just watch it, and you still kind of won't know. But, is it something like this or uh, The Matrix or some shit? It's more like this than The Matrix. Okay. It's more like this than The Matrix, but this is more like The Matrix itself. It, it, he does this shit weird. That's another thing to rewatch with a different head on your shoulders. Because if you rewatch The Matrix... Like understanding that the Wachowski brothers are now the Wachowski sisters, and watch that movie under that lens that those were two trans people trying to come to terms with being trans. That movie is completely different. Oh shit! 
that movie is <laughs> the matrix is purely about identity and understanding who you are and coming to terms with it. it it's a much better movie now that like their personal life has happened lord these journey movies i love them that's why i love movies <laughs> well the the video that i watched the the with the robin egg theories and everything um based their theory upon actual movies like mm -hmm. they said that that inception is basically a movie about a movie oh yeah it is a movie about that's that's the other that's the um any move every movie that's good or any story that's good is never about the thing that you're watching it's always about something else. So, like, because Tenet is also this. Both Tenet and Inception is like a movie about the movie making process. And weirdly enough, so is the movie Chef. Have you ever seen that? Chef? Yes, John Favreau. No. That movie's also about like the the movie industry. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Cause it's weird. It's like we're about to start talking about chef too. So it's like he's he's a chef that works at like a, a standard ass restaurant, and he's got to make like standard ass desserts, like uh, chocolate lava cakes, and like he doesn't want to do that. Like he's like I'm a chef. I like to create. I like to do different things. Like a director likes to create more and likes to be original. But he just but it's like no, I want you to do the same thing, pump out the same stuff because people like it. Okay. Like, if you think about it, that's John Favreau talking about this is, like, it's kind of him saying, like, this is my experience working for Disney and just, like, making Iron Man and uh -huh. making popcorn movies because that's what people like. I need to break away, do something small and independent that's my own. And that's literally what that movie is. It's a smaller independent movie that he made on his own that was more of his passion. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. great. I love that. You just beat me to the punch with all these damn theories. I was just going to mainly talk more about like the symbolism behind uh, the movie itself. Just like, I mean, we're still talking. Actual dream. <laughs> Say what now? I say we're still talking, and you know more about like actual dream stuff anyway. <laughs> I am the dream lady. I swear on everything. All right. Uh, the 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 water the use of the water is based upon um is it carl Jung carl Jung's theory behind uh the sub subconscious um if you see water in your dream you're probably going to be going underneath your surface uh part of it as he uses um the water to kind of kick him out of it or to bring him back to a, uh, a, a more surface level dream. Uh, the that totally chaos supports my theory. Say what now? It totally supports my theory. Jesus Christ. <laughs> because in the beginning of the movie, he literally comes out of water. He washes ashore. Mm -hmm. That's the beginning. It's like at the beginning of the movie, it's the water. So from here on out, we're about to go deeper. As I roll my eyes. <laughs> Thank you for supporting my theory with real information that I didn't uh, know. <laughs> and you that's are, cool. You know what? <laughs> what? That's just legitimately cool. 
Which I did think that the funny part about um, the little the little surface stuff that kind of is like obvious but not too obvious, like the fact that the uh, his wife's name is Mal, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Mal bad. She's like the antagonist of this of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, what other things? Like I said, the the fact that Ellen Page is constantly using questions as a dialogue instead of actual dialogue, um, which is the cool thing about like when it comes to movie making, because they were just able to dump like this is what everything means in this movie in front mm-hmm. of you without it seeming stupid. Because like, oh, she's new to the world, so they have mm-hmm. to tell her this stuff. Like basically hiding in plain sight. Yeah, because if any other movie just like said okay, these are the rules. Here are the rules. It'd be like, oh, this movie sucks. It's dumb. You're like, but, why are we watching it then? <laughs> exactly. But it's like, they had to tell her the rules and now we learn along the way. And especially like with the, the maze design, um, you know, the that definitely was a very interesting, which I, okay, I can support your theory on that because uh, depression is definitely a fucking maze. Uh, fuck you, but... It is. No, I'm saying <laughs> thank you for you are you are supporting my theory. We are building know, a theory I together. Know. <laughs> um, but dreams themselves, I mean, there's all these different philosophies. Like, are we stuck in reality? But we're also, is this all a dream? It's just honestly, if this is all a dream, then I need to wake up because I'm I'm sick of my reality. Oh, the simulation of life, like the possibility yes. of... Mm. Yes. And that's why uh, I say this movie is a lot like Matrix because of that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just been such a long time since I watched The Matrix. I hardly remember anything except Red Pill, Blue Pill. Watch it again. Watch it again. <laughs> like, I'm already like, man... Fucking movie. Oh, oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about since I'm looking at the the uh the pit. Yes. The the cinematography, like the way that they did the the um the scene where she unfolded the 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 city of the, Paris. Like the world? So, yeah. Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> and and the dude who made Doctor Strange was like, that's dope. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> <laughs> you know he did because i was just like this this is amazing um but you know as I, I watched this whole thing this is this is like my dreams i was right at home while watching majority of this because the the layers and the the way things scope in my in my mind while i'm dreaming tend to do the same type of thing so when they folded this the city, I was like, oh, this is just like one of my dreams. <laughs> I am not as interesting of a dreamer as you are. <laughs> so uh, if I could still just a little bit of time here. Um, so the <laughs> podcast originally was about dreams. And I called it the wonderful world of dreams. And I talked about lucid dreams and uh, learning how to control to control your dreams and um, I talked about sleep paralysis and uh, what else did I talk about? Oh, universal consciousness. We talked about that in school and I actually connected with someone and had had the same dream. 
elaborate on that. So like, and uh, I should have elaborated it on because he was one of the fuck boys. <laughs> Maybe I'll Don't elaborate on it in that way. No, not that way. No, no, no. But I'm just saying just in general, we recognized each other in the dream. Like I ended, I ended up seeing like a certain part of a dream. And then I told this person about the dream and they were like, were you wearing like something black and purple? I said, yeah, I was wearing my black, my black and purple outfits. And he was like, and what was I wearing? And then I told him what he was wearing. And I was like, oh shit, we recognized each other in our dreams. Hmm. So uh, there's the concept of universal consciousness. Um, oh, and before the whole thing happened with Blind Fuckboy, I saw the schematics of his apartment before I actually went there. Yeah, you did say that, which is very strange. Yeah, I, I had never been to this, to this apartment at all, never seen it, because when we broke up, he had just moved to a new space. And I hadn't talked to him in almost a year. And then this year happened. And I... Maybe like this a year few weeks ago. Yeah, this year happened. We're not going to go into that again. There's a whole podcast episode and everything for that. Just a very uh, funny phrase. <laughs> yeah, this year happened. Uh, and a few weeks before that event took place, I had a dream. And that dream basically showed me the exact look of his apartment down to like the color of the couch and everything. And then when I actually went to his place, it shocked the shit out of me because I was like, holy fucking shit, everything is here. Hmm. So I, I've had psychic dreams. I've had premonitions uh lucid dreams all types of shit hmm. that <laughs> <laughs> I, look lucid dreaming is a thing that i can't even I, I i have never been able to control a dream oh it's the funnest thing ever i bet it would be it's the funnest thing ever because I started it on, uh, you know, on how to wake myself up right before something scary happened. Mm. Like I saw something dark coming at me and then I said, wake up. Why you gotta be scared of dark things? What's up with that? Not, now sound, you know. Sound, sounds a bit racist to me. Now, now, now you know <laughs> my love of dark skinned men. Don't, don't try me. <laughs> don't try <laughs> But it was uh, a dark figure coming straight at me, and I told myself to wake up, and I, I woke up. Yeah, man, I need that. I can't do that, <laughs> especially when it, because, like I told you, I have like sleep paralysis, and those dreams are so mundane. It just feels like it's the real world. So when I really feel like I can't move, it really messes with me. The last time I had a per, uh, had sleep paralysis, it was um, after rewatching uh, Bird Box. Oh, awesome time to whoa! I know, yeah. 
Yeah, I could not, I could not get up for the life of me. And I felt like whatever they're looking at was trying to hold me down. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I said, with the, and with that, like I kept getting, like, I just felt like, you know, like the, the movie had like uh part of it being on the river. Yes. I felt like the water was coming on, on my chest. Hmm. So you felt like you were being like held down by rushing water? Yeah. That has to be the weirdest sensation. <laughs> no, like that would. Oh. No. And don't you. even get me started on my nightmare. Like you think all this other stuff is uh, weird. The nightmares are biggie. I'm glad I don't remember my dreams because I also don't remember my nightmares. Like. Well, what started it was in high school, and thanks to my uh, teacher, Miss Dixon, she told us to keep a dream journal, and they kept it by my nightstand or whatever, and just like the first couple of weeks, I just, whatever I could remember, I just wrote it down. You know, if I just saw something like a lake or, you know, I don't know, maybe a small tree or something, like something that that's just insignificant, but I'd write it down. Soon, um, within the next month or so after that, I just started getting more intricate dreams. So it went from uh, just seeing landscapes to whole uh, stories and, and, you know, storylines. Oh, okay. Quite like Inception. (laughs) And I'm telling you, and I think that's what that whole thing was. He was... He's creating storylines in his head. He was, I think he had to do the storyline thing to distract himself from the actual like therapy work that's being done because then he would recognize it and then it wouldn't work properly. So then what do you think the significance of uh, the fright train was? Hmm. Because the way that they described it, they said it was Maul trying to mess everything up. And that could that could be true. And I think it could be true in a way that it's his um I think it's like him fighting against I think her, she represents the part of himself that wants to stay in his depression. I was just not, about to say that. I was going to say, get help. yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it's the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I think, and that, that's what I'm saying. That's why all those like main characters, they are all aspects of himself. So then, what does Ellen Page represent? She's the the one that's I think her, he's the therapist. I think, I think she's said. like a therapist. That's like yeah, that's guiding him through this like dream therapy. Okay. Even and but even though we see him go get her, I think she's the one actually guiding him through things. Which makes sense because I get you know I may have a you know I may have made the decision to get therapy, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to guide myself through the whole thing of you know therapy itself. And that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what the movie is. Him seeking out proper help to get him through something. 
Uh, yeah, I guess I could, I think I can support your theory. Because, like I said, I, I, like I said, I have a therapist. I sought out a therapist, but some aspects of therapy can be pretty, pretty hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I guess. I okay, guess. look. I <laughs> don't be mad because I'm like kind of smart. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to give you all credit. <laughs> Clearly. Was. Clearly. It'd be your own what people. You thought this was. It'd be your own people. Don't even want to give a better credit. <laughs> Why would you think this was? It's all right. You're going to learn. <laughs> You're going to learn. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I could talk about dreams all fucking day. I love just diving into stuff because I just I have so much <laughs> especially I might, what I think we might have to do with this again and like rewatch Matrix beforehand because okay. that would be some interesting mess right there <laughs> I don't have theories I just tend to just watch and see symbolism and that that works too because, like I said, the water itself. And I love the fact that I, I saw, because Wayne came out with uh, Six Foot Seven and then did the video and had the elements yeah, he did. from the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> Falling back in the uh, in the tub and shit. I was like, the kick, yeah. Yep, the kick. Which I've had a lot of that, too. Just like a, a random jolt to wake me up. Yeah, that that like works, but like I've never purposely like done it, but it obviously works. Oh yeah. When I was a kid, I guess I kind of um tapped into lucid dream earlier than I thought because I remember like you know how like when you're like starting to wake up, you might feel like you got the crusties in your eye or whatever. Asleep in your eyes. Right. Yeah, it's, cr- uh, it's crusty. Okay. It's crusty. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so like, I would tend to just try to wipe it away and keep wiping it so I could get you know open my eye up. So in one of the dreams that I had when I was a kid, to wake myself up in the dream, I did the to wipe oh. away wake up. Really? And it worked. That's cool. Because a monster was trying to get me. I think it was after, what was it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we watched Jurassic Park, in my, uh, Jurassic Park, the first one, and my, my brother always teased me. Like, oh, the dinosaurs are going to get you. Well, I had a fucking dream about a damn dinosaur, and it tried to get me. Tried to eat me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I did the, little, I did the little wipe away, and I woke up before it ate me. See, yeah, I ain't got none of that. I, I got no dreaming helpful skills. Nothing? No. But you, well, I guess the helpful skill would be that you don't remember. Well, yeah, but I didn't train that. I just got a crappy memory. <laughs> I don't uh, even, like, I have very, like, sparse memories of, like, childhood. Like, the only, like, the, like, really good, good memories I have 
I only go back as far as like eighth grade. Anything before that is like kind of things fuzzy. that I remember. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fuzzy. I guess it just depends on how how you deal with things because I was I was the the kid that got bullied all the time, so I'd be quiet, you know, and. Uh, the most of the times I wouldn't really be going out or anything like that. So I watched a ton of TV. I mean, because I watched a ton of TV, my TV would kind of play and, and then the, the dreams would start to come, like certain things would pick up and I would in, end up having a dream half in a cartoon, but half in reality. Oh, you had some Roger Rabbit ass dreams. Exactly. I got that. I get you. I was raised by tv like yeah I, there was a lot of tv in my life cause absolutely I, I i became like the live-in babysitter for my sisters and stuff because i'm so much younger than them they like started having kids and stuff and they needed babysitters they need this work so i was just like all right yeah i guess i'm babysitting i don't get to have like fun <laughs> and now you became a dad so yeah cute. that's that's why i'm so good at it <laughs> Like I've been, ra- and he, I've been like and he's back. He's always cocky. God damn. I've been like raising kids since I was thirteen. <laughs> I've been helping raise kids since I was thirteen. So like by the time it came around for me, like I didn't have any of those like new parent questions. Like I understood how to do so. I'll just be auntie all day, every day. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with that. Everybody needs auntie. Everybody needs like the person they can go to. Because their parents get on their damn nerves. <laughs> <laughs> like, look. Yeah, um, I'll be auntie all day, every day. I'm not about to. Mm-mm. No kids for me. Hey, no judgment. <laughs> no judgment There's so much judgment around here. <laughs> what? Around the, around, no, I'm talking about around these parts. Oh, around those parts. Around you know, these parts over yonder. Is there any uh, hostility around those parts right now because their boy lost? <laughs> I had to get the fuck about the grocery store. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Dude. Motherfuckers talking about this is the biggest fraud on the ground. I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. That and then as hilarious. I was driving, and then as I was driving down uh a road or whatever, I heard somebody blasting, fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> Yo, I was playing that song all election day as I was driving around. The funniest like, yep. shit ever. Y'all know how I feel, because look, listen to it. So tell them to do this. Said, so would you like to, uh, you know, hold longer? <laughs> right? Like, come on now. Because we're still on hold for you, boy. <laughs> I actually haven't even watched, like, I've been trying to avoid the rest of the news because I know he out there probably saying some dumb stuff. Because I know earlier in the day, he was like, we won the election by a lot. And I was like, no, I'm going to just turn that off for a little bit because I don't need to to see it. I'm going to investigate his stupidity like Monday morning. I know. Was it uh, it Charlemagne? I think he said he's basically acting as the kid that, um, like, when you're playing video games with him and he's losing... He just kind of unplugs the day. That's that dude, like, you were, like, in the fourth quarter of Madden. He already, he already losing. 
and then you about to get like just you about to run it back all the way. And as soon as you run it back all the way, he like, nah, I mean, turn it off. Like, oops, game messed up. Guess we gotta start over. Like, nah, bro, you lost. Like, who knows? You could have had the the whole the the game tied up or whatever, you know. But right. nope, it's done now. He yeah, he he gonna have a problem with acceptance. But what's gonna be annoying once he does like accept it and then like everything happens and we have a new president, he's gonna be so annoying about. His presidency. Twitter fingers. He gonna be like, oh, look at what Biden's doing. Blah, blah, blah. You see what he doing? I wouldn't have done that. He gonna, he gonna do that for at least a full year. He's like, see this? We're gonna year. mute. We're gonna turn the dial down. On and then after, after that, he gonna try to make money off of the fact that he was president. He's gonna find so many different ways. Like, every Trump Tower is probably gonna be called, like, presidential Trump Tower. Because he's going to try to make so much money. He's going to try to cash in on it because that's what he does. Yeah. So he's going to be annoying in that way, too. Like, even though he's not, not going to have power, he's still going to be so well, annoying. Well, as long as he ain't got no power, I'm fucking happy. I don't give a shit. I Do just saw something. It was hilarious. Somebody was like, he got the full 2020 experience. He got COVID. He lost his job. And he about to get evicted. I was like... Yeah, that he got every bad thing to happen in 2020. <laughs> it's hilarious. But hey, after this shitty ass year, this was the best present that we yeah. could possibly get right now. It's a it's a good present. And it was historical because we have a female vice president. That is crazy. So also look, this is the fact that Georgia flipped. Yo, that was that was that was needed. Cause I was like, I was, was like, he'll so probably proud. still get Pennsylvania once it like comes down to it. I was like, he gonna win by more than just like a little bit. He gonna get Pennsylvania, but then he got Georgia. I was like, oh, hey Georgia. I was so proud because I hate How this state. Doing? <laughs> I hate this state so bad, but I was so proud. <laughs> I, Cause yeah, cause I was I was like, man, Georgia acting funny. Why why is it still like leaning red? Okay, I see y'all. Man, man. the mail the uh, mailed in votes, and I saw. I still am cracking up because I saw the somebody made a video meme of like the the part with the uh, sister act with the children's choir. <laughs> And then it went through all the days leading up through the election. And then on Saturday, it said, oh, happy day. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And then I saw so many people dance. And I'm like, man, this is the blackest shit ever. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Look, the internet the internet is unbeatable when they, got, when they want to celebrate something. <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you can't mess with the internet. So they they about to get these memes. They about oh. to get these memes. They about to get a whole bunch of the whoever that uh white heifer that uh that did the whole call the police on the barbecue. Everybody's gonna be barbecuing now. Boy, like Karen's about to have a bad time. It's <laughs> gonna be a bad day for Karen's for a while for a minute. <laughs> When that inauguration happens, yo, that's gonna be the like 
<laughs> what's gonna be so ironic is like we had the biggest inauguration crowd ever. Remember that? Remember when they said that lie? That's about to literally happen this time. It will yeah, be the this, biggest this inauguration crowd ever. But this is what I'm worried about because you got some people out there that's funny acting. I mean, you had that thing in Michigan where they found out dudes were trying to kidnap the Michigan governor. I need the highest level of security for when Inauguration Day happens. The highest level of security. Because you know it's going to be some diehard Trump dude that want to do some some funny acting. I'm going to need that to not happen. But, you know, I feel like they're not going to get too crazy because, yo, if you try to assassinate Joe Biden, you're going to have a, a black female president? You want that? They don't so want I, that. They, they, I they dare you. Ready. I oh, dare you. Ready. So I'm not. They is not ready. Yeah. So they ain't going to get, they ain't going to get, they ain't going to get too stupid. It's like, we still Let see me. somebody wide up in there. So we got. <laughs> you and, and, and look, that's why he had, look, he has to, he had to win. So that white people can, even the Trump supporters can still be comfortable. But what I need to happen is like, I need people to not get complacent, keep on these marches, keep asking for change. Because by 2028, I need a Stacey Abrams AOC candidacy coming up. Like, that's what I need. I need that too. Because That's two people that if that was president and vice president, I don't even care who going to be who. Just get them together. Put them uh-huh. on a ticket, 2028. I'm for that. I'm so ready. Okay. <laughs> come on. We can't keep doing the same stuff. Like we gotta they fight no, they really want they really want their regular bullshit and they gonna keep fighting to the death. When I heard that shit this afternoon in the grocery store, it's like, oh, this is such fraud. I was like, all right, it's time to go. And another thing, like we gotta get it done in like the next two years. We also got to get electoral college out of here. Let's just popular vote. Popular vote wins. Like I never that understood way- that. Like I, I remember a lot of different things in, in government and taking it in college and shit and in, in high school. I never understood why the fuck we have both. If the electoral college is the actual one that decides who the fuck wins. Exactly. Why do we have the, the popular vote? Exactly. It's it's right. crazy. Why it should just be the popular vote because electoral college is unbalanced. It's bullcrap and it can be played. It can be manipulated because he, that's how he won the first time. He just he did the math of like what states to focus on and where to make sure he is seen and he gets mm-hmm. support. He just he did the math of running for president. He didn't do the work for running for president. If you go by popular vote, then you got to do the work because you got to make sure more people, period, mm. want you as president. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He didn't talk about he won by a landslide. Motherfucker. <sighs> he he won. Whatever he got it. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Oh. So we gonna we gonna close this one out, so we'll be able to be fresh. For your episode, so hit me with your socials and your podcast info. So I got two podcasts. Okay, just remember everybody, two podcasts is the Purple Vibe and now Romantically Jinxed. Uh, You can find both of those on Podbean, uh, Anchor, 
podcast, uh, iTunes podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, where you can find me socially, uh, I am pretty uh, pretty purple princess twenty five on Instagram is for the purple vibe. Also, uh, y'all, because I'm the pretty purple princess. Damn it, purple. Okay, pretty purple. <laughs> on Facebook, it's the purple vibe uh, page, and uh, yeah, that's me. All right. So, thank you for being here. I appreciate you giving me your time. So there you have it. And if you're wanting to listen to a new episode of Romantically Jinxed, you can go over to Anchor FM right now, search Romantically Jinxed, and you will find a brand new episode of hers because she releases every Monday. So go over there, listen to it, enjoy. (laughs) 